Welcome to the weekly podcast of Sunday Morning Live, led by Pastor Denise Suttles. You are listening to our live Sunday morning fellowship. We air every Sunday morning. Please feel free to join us via Zoom. The meeting ID is notated on our podcast page. Now get your Bibles, please, and turn with me. Get your Bibles. Most of us have our Bible on our smartphone. If you if you don't have that Bible app downloaded, please download a Bible app. Amen. And today we are reading from Genesis chapter 42. Genesis chapter 42 verses 4, 36, and 38. We're going old school on you again, and we're using the King James Version. While you are getting your Bible and putting it into the translation of the King James Translation, I would just like to ask you a couple of questions. How, how many of you know that we, we don't like letting go? How many realize how difficult it is to let go of whatever we experience, especially relationships or letting go of things that we love. Not only that we don't want to let go, we are not used to letting go. We, we want to hang on for dear life. We hang on for lots of reasons. Uh, because, excuse me, something is familiar. I'm going to hang on to what I'm used to because this is all we've ever known and done in the past and we know what to expect. But let's be honest with ourselves. The future, I I don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's a question mark. And for some reason, we tend to think that The future is not going to be as good as what we had before. In other words, our past becomes our security. No matter how raggedy, drama-filled, and trashed it is or was, and and how incomplete the relationships are, we, we want to hold on to what was in the past. The Those past relationships are a comfort to us because we know what to expect. And we hang on because we've been taught that keep trying, be persistent, and that is good. And whatever you do, don't ever give up. Mm. Or simply put, we're afraid of what lies ahead. Well, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to... Look at one of my favorite Bible characters, and he, he's my favorite because this particular character reminds me so much of myself. And as you read on your own of the life of Jacob, you might raise an eyebrow and be sh- shaking your head, but it's the truth. I, I, I parallel my life with Jacob. I thank God for grace. I thank God for the transition of going from a taker to a to a giver. All right. 
Hopefully you have changed your Bible translation to the King James Version. And we are now all ready to read together. Genesis chapter 42, verses 4, 36, and 38. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren. For he said, lest preadventure mischief befell him. And Jacob, their father, said unto them, verse 36, Me have ye bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye shall take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Verse 36, 38, verse 38. And he said, my son shall not go down with you for his brother is dead and he is left alone. If mischief befall him by the way in the which ye go, then shall ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. I want to read verse 36 again. And Jacob, their father, said unto them, Me have ye bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not. And ye shall not take Benjamin away. I would like to use for a subject this morning. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. Our lives represent a series of letting go. These relinquishments are really getting us ready for the final act of letting go of our earthly selves. We relinquish or let go of relationships through death, separation, or divorce. We must let go of our youth. We let go of our children when they leave us with an empty nest. Uh, We have to let go of our careers. We must let go of our past and the way things used to be. Beloved, we even need to let go of our failures. And sometimes... Whoa, we have to let go of our prior worship experiences. Sunday morning live, the way that we are worshiping now will probably never become a face-to-face contemporary mega church. I I never dreamed of doing church virtually and on a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was was. My son sent me this information. I had to look it up to see what a podcast was. (laughs) We have to let 
go of the way that church used to be. Yes, we will gather together again. Yes, I'm sure that we will be face to face, but I don't think Sunday morning live will be. In other words, I don't see myself becoming a physical face-to-face pastor again. Things change. And we have to follow, hallelujah, where God leads, leads us. We also need to let go of what was done to us. Mm. We have been nursing the offense, nursing the wrong, because we meditate on the injustice and the offense. And because of that, we have become so defensive to keep the same kind of thing from happening to us again. And besides that, we proceed to project doom and gloom into our future from our past. What happened before, we move forward thinking it's going to happen again. We do this because we long for the security provided by the comforting illusion of what we were holding on to from yesterday. We attempt to replace what was lost with something in the present. Mm. In other words, we find something in the present to represent those things that we lost. And when we think we have found something, we hold on to it with dear life. We hold, we hold very tightly and we create an impenetrable wall. Mm. Nothing old can come out and nothing new can go in. We become stale and stagnant. Mm. The Holy Spirit cannot even minister a fresh move because we refuse to let go of the idol that we place in the old wound. A replacement idol, if you will. This type of replacement idol, it originates in fear. It perpetuates fear and it expresses fear. That's why you're tight with your money. You lost it all once before and that's why you're a workaholic now and stingy. You hoard and won't give because you're afraid of losing. If you have a friend, they can't be friends with anyone else but you. Because you're afraid of losing the friendship. In fact, you perceive others as a threat. So you hold on to people as though they are your private possession. But children of God, if we hold on to what is not ours, but belongs to God, then honey, you are in a power struggle with God. 
Mm-mm. We want to control our future. We want to manipulate our outcomes. We want to control our conflicts and our losses. But nothing in this world is truly ours and it all belongs to God. So let it go. You were left feeling powerless when we, we were left feeling powerless when we experienced loss and the security of holding on to what was truly not ours gave us a sense of security, but it's a false security. God is a God of freshness and change. And we, beloved, as his children, must be flexible. We must be willing to tolerate the possibility, (coughs) excuse me, of change. (coughs) And the Bible says, but Benjamin, the brother of Joseph, Jacob did not sin with his brethren. For he said, lest harm befall him. You see, Jacob is holding on to his son, Benjamin, because of what happened to Joseph. You remember Joseph, his brothers threw him into a pit and sold him into slavery. Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. And the brothers who were jealous of Jacob, jealous of Joseph, told Jacob that a wild animal had killed Joseph. Joseph was the love child of Jacob's beloved and deceased wife, Rachel. And the Bible says that Jacob refused to be comforted after Rachel's death. Jacob would not be comforted. He didn't want to go through grief counseling. He refused to face the stages of grieving. He would not let go of his pain. It was all he had left which was his personal pain as a reminder of what used to be. Jacob was miserable and made everyone else around him miserable as well. Children of God, when we hold on to our Benjamins, whatever our Benjamins may be, we are holding on to the pain of our past rather than releasing the pain to God and allowing God's healing virtue to heal our wound, we must move on. See, beloved, God allows pain to come into our life to grow us up. God allows pain to come into our life so that we can learn who we really are by studying our reactions to a particular crisis. God allows pain in our life to make us pray. 
He allows pain so that we can be sensitive to the pain that others are going through. Sometimes God has to allow pain to come into our lives because that's the only way he can get us to talk to him. God allows pain to come into our life to build our faith. But God does not allow pain to come into our lives for us to hold on to the pain. God does not want us to get in a relationship with our pain. Don't hold pain. Don't handle pain. Stop playing around with it and meditating on your pain. When you hold pain and refuse to let go and release it to God, we are setting ourselves up to become the victims of depression. And all the fellow demons were vulnerable to that depression brings along with it. Let go of Benjamin. And so it was. Benjamin was Rachel's second son. So consequently, after Jacob lost Joseph, Rachel's first son, Jacob began to guard Benjamin. Jacob felt secure as long as Benjamin was safe. (laughs) He trusted his emotional security As long as he had Benjamin, he put Benjamin in God's place. You see, we want to be in control. And as our story goes, the Bible lets us know that the famine that Joseph had predicted, there was a famine in the land and Joseph, whom his brothers had sold into slavery to the traveling Midianites, instead of letting Joseph die in the pit that they put Joseph in, uh, one of the brothers said, let's get him out of the pit and sell him to this traveling band of Midianites. And the Midianites sold Joseph to Potiphar, In the land of Egypt now, Joseph ended up being thrown into prison because Potiphar's wife lied on Joseph when he refused her sexual advances. Now in today's lesson, in this almost in time of of where we are in our story today, we find that Joseph has worked his way up from prison because he interpreted the highest official in Egypt's dream, Pharaoh. Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's Dream. So now Joseph is the top administrator in Joseph in Egypt next to Pharaoh. Joseph's interpretation of Pharaoh's dream was that there would be seven years of prosperity 
and then seven lean years. Joseph advised Pharaoh that during the years of prosperity, put up grain to sell to all the surrounding countries. And so it was, the famine came just like Joseph predicted. And just like today, how this pandemic spread all over the world, the famine in that day spread all to the area of Canaan, the home of Jacob, and his 11 sons. And the Bible says that when Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he told his 10 sons, go down to Egypt and buy grain. But Benjamin, he would not sin. And when the brothers were in Egypt, they bowed themselves unknowingly before their brother Joseph. But Joseph recognized them immediately. Joseph had made himself look strange, so the brothers did not know who he was. And then Joseph accused them. He accused his 10 brothers of being spies so he could question them about his little brother Benjamin and his father Jacob. After finding out that his father and little brother was still alive, Joseph said, let one of your brothers stay here with, with me. Stay here in Egypt and I'm going to put him in prison. While the rest of you go and take grain back for your starving households. But you must bring Benjamin to me so that your words may be verified. So Joseph's brother Simeon remained in Egypt. See, Simeon represents the present. Simeon represents the current relationships that we should be working on. See, we don't appreciate those people we have in our lives right now. We don't appreciate the people that blessed that God has blessed us with to interact with with right now. We don't appreciate the people that we live with right now. The people that we live with right now, we treat rudely and unkindly. We don't appreciate them. We don't celebrate them. And we are not thankful for their good. We don't want to relish the current moment. Instead, we are discontent looking for what used to be and what is just beyond our reach. Work on the relationships that you are in right now. Your current affairs are not prospering because your current status is not prospering. It's not flowing. It's stagnant. It's getting old because Simeon is in Egypt. And will not be released until you let Benjamin go. God wants to move in your life. 
God wants to do a new thing. God wants to give you a fresh word, but you must let go of the pain from yesterday. Forgive, forget, and move on. Get ready for where God wants you to go. Life is unpredictable. I know I'm right. We can be happy one minute and sad the next. You can be well one day and sick the next. You can be alive one day and dead the next. Let Benjamin go and hold on to God. So how do we let Benjamin go? In order to let Benjamin go, beloved, we must receive revelation. Mm. We must get the revelation that there is none to hold on to but God. Who else but God will keep us secure? Who else but God can we trust at all times? Who else but God can be our stronghold? No one else but God. God, he is our shepherd. God, he is our rock. He will be a friend like none other. Hold on to God and let nothing separate you from his love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels no principalities, nothing, no power, no height, nothing shall be able to separate you from the love of God. Let God, you have been running long enough. You have been fighting long enough. You have been struggling and manipulating things long enough. God wants to turn your sorrow into praise. What you lost, your loved one. Mm. When you lost your loved one, you lost your praise. When you filed for bankruptcy, you lost your praise. When your private business ended up all over social media, you lost your praise. But let God use that path that was created in you from the loss. Let God use that path as a new pathway of praise. In other words, use that space in your life for what you lost to give God Almighty the praise. <clears throat> Every time you consider what you lost, tell God that he is enough. Tell God that his grace is sufficient. Every time you remember what you used to be and what you used to have and what you don't have anymore, tell God that you will praise him because with God all things are possible. Every time you feel pain, every time you feel lonely, 
every time you are depressed, uh, give God the praise and tell God, can't nobody love me, Lord, like you do. And God, I'll praise you. I'll praise you till I get my joy back. Wait a minute. Someone's interrupting me. If you could use your imagination for just a moment. Jacob wants to testify. Jacob is saying, wait a minute. Y'all been talking about me long enough. I'm tired of y'all talking about me behind my back. Let me tell it. You can't tell it like I tell it. I hear Jacob saying, I wouldn't let Benjamin go. I wouldn't let Benjamin go to Egypt. Jacob is saying, I refuse to let Benjamin go. I refuse to send Benjamin until all the food was gone. From the first journey, we were about to starve to death. So I had no choice but to release Benjamin. My sons were in my ear begging me, Dad, Send Benjamin so Simeon can be released. I finally, mm, I had no choices left. (laughs) My only choice was starve to death or send Benjamin. (laughs) When I released Benjamin, Revelation came when I released Benjamin and let Benjamin go to Egypt with his brothers. Revelation came. God let me see that Joseph was still alive. God opened my eyes when his brothers brought the news. Joseph is alive. Beloved, what you thought was dead is still alive. What you thought was over and done with is still alive. What you thought could never change and was far gone is still possible. What you thought could never happen, it still can happen. But you must let go of what was. Joseph is alive. Praise God. God is waiting for your praise. He's waiting for you to thank him in spite of what was taken from you. He's waiting for you to praise him in spite of what was lost. I know everything is different. I know that your life has changed, but tell God he is enough. Praise him. Hallelujah. Because he is the God of possibilities. He wants to bring contentment to your heart. 
You cannot enjoy the possibilities of today. If you are irritable, if you are disturbed, if you are discontent, let God be enough for you. In order for revelation to come, you must let go of Benjamin. God bless you, beloved. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you've been holding on to things. Yeah, it's been a replacement idol for you. Mm. You've attempted to replace God and his son, Jesus Christ. You cannot replace him. You must receive Jesus Christ in that area that was created just for him. Your heart, Jesus must be sitting on the throne of your heart. He must be regulating what's going on in your life. You can receive him right now simply by praying this simple prayer with me. Receive Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer with me if you are ready to repent of your sins and receive Jesus by faith. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry for my sins. I repent and ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I give it to you now from this day forward. Help me to live every day for you in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, thank you, Jesus. Please contact me. Call me on my cell phone. Text me and put the words in bold. Leave me a message. I received Jesus. And we will go over with you the first steps of salvation. Isn't it good? God is good. Praise God.